Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Craftsman Creative Podcast. I, gosh, I'm just excited to be here today. This has become one of my favorite things I get to do each week, and it's been really easy to show up and record these every Friday, in part because I have a good system now, but also because it's really in alignment with what I want to be doing with my time and helping people and creating assets that will live on for years and years and years and be a resource for people. So today, with that preamble, I'm excited to talk about a post that I shared in the Society of Independent Creators this week. Again, I share thoughts like this every day. And so if you like this thought, you might like joining us in the society because you'll get a lot more of these ideas, uh, both audio and visual and written over in the society. So the idea today is about moonshots. And I've been following uh, this gentleman named Peter Diamandis for years now. I've read a few of his books. I listened to his podcast, Exponential Wisdom. Uh, he's the founder of XPRIZE and Abundance 360. He's a best-selling author. And what he basically shares is that when you define what he calls your moonshots, they help you inform the work that you do today and ensure that it's helping you to get closer where you ultimately want to be. Because when we build creative businesses or do creative work, we have this goal in mind. We have kind of an, a nebulous, foggy vision of what we want the future to look like. But when we actually put a couple of really specific goals out there that could potentially um, change the world, then all of a sudden <laughs> it makes the work we do today a lot more um, not important, but just aligned with those bigger goals. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And the reason I brought this up in the community is because I've seen this myself recently, but also I see it all the time where too many creators and business owners and artists have what's called shiny object syndrome. And I wanted to dive into what, where do they, even, where that even comes from. And so I think it happens when, we're confronted with a problem or a situation and we need a quick solution. So payroll is due. We didn't have a project um, come through on time or they didn't pay on time. And all of a sudden we need to find some gap financing in order to pay, make payroll or we need to put that money on a credit card. And so we're finding a quick solution and those quicker solutions come at a higher price tag, right? If you're going to go and do a gap loan, those might be 10, 15, 20, 30% loans as opposed to you know, a line of credit, which could be six to 10% or just getting ahead and bootstrapping and having money in the bank in case of a rainy day and never letting it get to the point where payroll's due and we don't have it. Right. And so what we need to do is seek less the, the immediate solutions and look more at the underlying system that allowed uh, the business or our life to get into the type of situation where we're looking for that shiny object syndrome or we're getting distracted by it. So with that in mind, what we need to do instead, we need to make a mindset shift first, and then we need to define new outcomes. So as I mentioned, this comes from Peter Diamandis. He's the one who really is owning this idea of moonshot. But I mean, you've probably heard the phrase before, shoot for the moon or aim for the stars, right? Uh, which just is another way of saying dream big, like think bigger. And today... Peter really defines it more as like going 
10 times bigger or better when everyone else is pursuing incremental changes of 10 or 20% at a time. So I wanted to share quickly six ways that Peter Diamandis defines this moonshot mindset because I think they're interesting. I'll put a link to this uh, blog post of his in the show notes. But he says, with a moonshot mindset, one, you understand that the day before something is a breakthrough, it's a crazy idea. Your moonshot mindset gives you permission to tackle crazy ideas. I love that one because it makes us think outside the box a little bit. Number two, you're willing to take the risks necessary to transform industries and society for the better. You recognize that with that those with a moonshot mindset are the innovators making the world a better place, moving humanity forward and charting the future. Gosh, so good. Number three, you understand that a moonshot within the realm of your massively transformative purpose can be the adventure of a lifetime, giving you joy and purpose-driven life. Now, massively transformative purpose is another thing that he talks about, but it's really just about aligning your work with a bigger purpose and with uh, who you are as an individual. Um Number four, you're willing to aim at billion-person challenges. You recognize that the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest business opportunities. We're getting a little bit more into the entrepreneur side of things because, yeah, we're most likely not going to solve billion-person challenges with our small creative business, right? Even the biggest artists online you know, have 100 million followers or 100 million listeners, right? It's really you have to get to the Elvis Presleys and the Michael Jacksons and the Taylor Swifts and the Beyonce's of the world in order to reach billions of people. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try for something that's big and and really, really beyond anything we can imagine today. Number five, you understand that moonshots striving for a 10x improvement or a thousand percent offer 100 fold the benefit as compared to a 10% incremental improvement but are rarely 100-fold more difficult to achieve. That's interesting, right? A 10x improvement is 100 times more worth it, but it's not 100 times harder. So you're actually creating leverage when you aim for and work towards a moonshot. And the last one, as a leader, you know that moonshots focus and motivate your team, help you attract the best talent in the world, and allow you to solve interim problems while creating interim products and services along the way. Gosh, there's so much in there. So again, I'll put the link to that in the show notes because it's worth the read and worth kind of diving around his blog. Um, So I want to talk about how do we implement this stuff because there's some really huge benefits there, leverage and alignment and attracting partners and, and all those things come along with this idea of defining a moonshot. So the first thing is you want to take on that mindset. You want to go... I'm someone who goes after moonshots. I'm not just here to do the same as everybody else. I'm not trying to do exactly what my industry expects of me. I'm going to define the kind of life I want to live, and I'm going to use my business as leverage to create that change. So starting with the mindset of like, that's something that you do. You have a moonshot mindset. And then with that mindset in place, I want you to take some time this week to think about one to two moonshots that you would like to take in your life or career. 
I did this earlier this week when I wrote this post because um, I was just kind of in a funk of sorts. Um, it's been a weird six months and a lot of change and a lot of new, um, you know, just different life situations that are going on. I have new responsibilities at church. You know, the kids are getting older. Um, finances are changing, all that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of messes with your head if you're not being conscious about it. And so I wanted to be conscious about it. And I remembered this idea of a moonshot. I was like, man, have, I don't know that I've revisited my moonshot ideas often enough. And so I really took a few minutes. Uh, it was probably an hour, but spent some time in early one morning. Just was like, what am, what am I really doing all this for? And what I found, and I mean, I knew this about myself, but I redefined that I'm most passionate about making independent films in a better way, like changing the industry to be more inclusive and fair and make it possible to make a living doing what you love. Because my gosh, I know dozens of people who have lost marriages who are ha or have, you know, harsh, not harsh, but hard relationships, um, strained relationships with their children because they dedicated their life to making movies. And that's what they knew. And that's what they were good at. And it didn't end up being the best situation, you know, like working in film can be 16 hours a day. Sometimes if you're traveling to and from set, if you're working overtime and there's this belief that you have to work all the time without ever really taking breaks, because if you say no to one project, you might miss out on the next one and the next one. So people tend to just work all the time. And I mean, I went through a divorce from working in these kind of industries. I was in music at the time and live sound, but it's very similar where it was just working 16 hour days, three, you know, the entire weekend and not seeing my wife and it just ended up badly. So I want to change some of that, make it a better place to work and make it viable to work less and make the same amount and not miss out on opportunities because you've got equity or because you've got ownership or because of those things. So that's informing the work I'm doing today. And then the second one I defined was helping artists and creators start thinking like business owners so that they can do the creative work that they love full time. Like I really want a world where there's more art and creativity because people were given a path to follow. There are, you know, again, dozens of artists that I've worked with, like done sound for or recorded or otherwise went to a show of theirs that no longer perform because it wasn't a viable option for them because they hadn't figured out the business side of how to do that full time. And if you're not making money as an artist and you're starving, then you can only do that for so long. And so I have a poster on my wall actually behind me. Uh, it shows up in all of my videos of about 30 artists that I've worked with and, you know, 15 or 20 of them no longer perform and write music, which is really tragic in my opinion, because these are some of the most inspirational people I've ever met and some of the most talented artists I've ever worked with. And the fact that their art is no longer in the world makes me really sad. So I'm working towards that. Those are big moonshots trying to change the creative industries like film and <laughs> art. Like that's, those are big moonshots. And, um, if it works, then the potential is I could reach thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of creators and artists and individuals who can now have a better quality of life and pursue their passions more consistently because they've got a better framework. So those are mine. So with that in mind, what could one or two of your moonshots be? What are the things that you're really passionate about, but 
Um, they're too big to do this month or this year or with one single project, right? You're not going to change an industry because you wrote a song. <laughs> you might change someone's life. I hope you do. But it's probably not going to change the industry. It's going to take a lot more time and resources and partnerships and potentially financing in order for that moonshot to work out. But if it does work out, you will have changed the world for the better. That is huge. And it might seem daunting. I don't think it should. I think it should be inspiring and empowering that realizing that you have this power in you to make that kind of massive change to an industry or to a group of people or to the world. So once you've done that, once you define your moonshots, then what you need to do in order to get there is to use those moonshots as the metric that you measure your current projects and efforts against. So you're constantly every day asking, will this help me get closer to my moonshot? And if not, then I mean, really question why you're doing it. See if there's something else you can do instead to get you closer to your moonshot. Now, I get that many of us need to take a full-time job in order to pay the bills, and our moonshot work is in the early morning or in the evening or on the weekends. That doesn't mean you can't have the same mindset or define these outcomes or be constantly working toward it. And so don't use it as an excuse, but also don't feel bad because you're doing the work that you're supposed to be doing, which is providing for you and your family and making sure that you're staying in this for a longer period of time. Now, that just kind of goes to one of the two, you know, things that I hear a lot when I work with people and I'm talking to them about mindset stuff. I constantly hear different answers like, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't have the access I don't have a camera, I don't have a computer, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And what they're basically saying is I don't have the resources. And what I always tell people is like, there are millions of examples of people who have accomplished big things with less resources than you. So it's not about the resources, it's about getting resourceful. It goes back to mindset. And you have to have this mindset of, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get resourceful, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to create these outcomes no matter what. The second one that often pops up is imposter syndrome, where you're just saying, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know if it's possible for me. And imposter syndrome is just a form of fear. And what I love is there's, there's this truth out there that you cannot experience fear and faith at the same time. And so what you need to work on is your faith. And I like to define faith as a combination of beliefs and action. So you believe that something is possible and then you take action and you go and get some results. You make a tiny step towards that moonshot. You make a phone call, you write a blog post, you create something and you show yourself that you can do it. And when you do that consistently, day after day, month after month, year after year, you start to reinforce that new empowering mindset. And the more that you operate out of faith, the less fear has room to creep in and take over. And so if you've got imposter syndrome, that's just anytime it pops up, it should be a signal to go and sit down, put your butt in the chair and start doing something. Make a phone call, write something, create something, think through something, plan something. And all of a sudden you're acting out of faith instead of fear. So I really, really love this idea of a moonshot mindset and then defining moonshot outcomes. They align perfectly with my movie framework. The M is mindset and the O is outcomes. And so it's essential 
for us to have this mindset and to define these outcomes in order to build the business that has purpose and has impact, which I think is what a lot of us artists and creators really are after. We want our work to have a purpose and we want to have an impact on the people that we're creating for. So start with your mindset and then define those one or two moonshots and then use them to align your work today with the moonshot that you want to achieve tomorrow. If you would like some help learning how to do this, then my invitation to you would be to come and join me in an upcoming workshop. You can learn about all of them at workshops.craftsmancreative.co. I run them once or twice a month, and we really go deep on my five-part framework, but also these different principles like moonshots. And we help answer your questions and get you unstuck and show you the path ahead to all of these outcomes that we all really, really desire. So again, that's workshops.craftsmancreative.co. Thank you again for listening. If you're feeling so inclined, you like today's episode, I'd love it if you shared it with a friend. It'd be really great to spread the word and get these ideas and principles into more people's ear holes and brains. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a terrible way of phrasing that. But I really feel like uh, ideas like this need to spread and deserve to spread. And so I hope that you'll help me in that endeavor because the more people that can hear it and then empower themselves to create, then gosh, the world's going to be such a better place. All right, that's it for today. I will see you in next week's episode of the Craftsman Creative Podcast. Take care.